It's time now to return to Sector 5 with Chief Security Officer Dickie Shannon. Welcome back to Sector 5 Radio. It's Saturday night, everybody. Hour number two underway. Don't forget the uh, Geek Fest at 11 o'clock tonight as we get kind of crazy with uh, comic book John, Spacey Dave. Ghost Girl Michelle is not with us tonight. I am sorry to tell you guys that. I guess she's one of our favorites. Uh, but we've got lots of cool stuff. Trivia about Toy Story uh, 3, which is the new 3D movie, and stuff like that. So we'll have a, a bunch of fun things. But this hour is going to be incredible. Ladies and gentlemen, for the very first time on Sector 5 Radio on AM630K Talk, it's Dr. Michael Lynch, Ph.D. tonight, uh, Director of Paravision, Ph.D. Parasy- uh, Parapsychology and the Occult. And Dr. Lynch, what a pleasure. It's so cool to have you on, my friend. Well, thank you very much. Thank you for inviting me. Uh, This is going to be great. I know. It's going to be really fun. Now, you traveled all over the world. I'm looking at all the things you've done and all the things you've studied and psychic research and and, and Mayan temples and uh, Roman cities, the Vatican, also ghost investigations, UFOs, time travel. I've got to get to that one because that's one of my favorite topics. Uh, Psychic research. And, and of course, you you and Carrie, I guess, are old friends because you love to put her on the spot there. Oh, old friends. Uh, yeah, she is, uh, when we first talked, yeah. uh, she had, we were looking at time travel, uh, my group was looking at time travel as an option uh, to alternate realities. And so we had run across Stephen Gibbs and John Titer and a lot of other people who had uh, purchased a, a Stephen Gibbs uh, hyperdimensional resonator machine and things like this. <laughs> and... Uh, so what I wanted to do was take a group of psychics, <clears throat> professional psychics, this is, mm-hmm. this is their natural-born talent, mm-hmm. and project them into the future by asking them a question. So I had three psychics, three professional psychics, and I gave them an envelope. They didn't know each other was working on the same project. Uh, I gave them an envelope with a series of questions in it. Uh, each one went in to the future and made the prediction, made a prediction what they saw at that time. They sent me back the information, and uh, with Carrie, I just did her over the phone. I just talked to her over the phone about a certain prediction. And, and one was about the Pope, uh, the last Pope. Uh, he'd become ill, and I said, well, Carrie, when do you think the Pope will die? You know, give us an estimated time. Mm-hmm. And she gave me the most accurate time within 30 days. Wow. When he would actually die. Wow. Now, um, the next question was, okay, the Pope is going to die. The next question is, do you see another Pope uh, coming back in? And she says, yes, you know, and she described him. And this is very similar to the description of the Pope we have now. So um, so I actually had, uh, through the other, you know, uh, pr- pr- uh, predictions, uh, described uh, and through Nostradamus and uh, St. Malachi, uh, coordinated all these answers into uh, who the next pope would be. And it was Pope Benedict, and he would have a certain crest. His reign would be for so many years. He would get ill and have like a, an assistant. His, uh, his assistant would, t- would manage his last year, and then he would die. And then there would be Peter the Roman, which would be the last pope uh, of the Vatican. And so anyway, to make a long story short, we were all looking at time travel, but the odd part about all of these triple-blind tests 
was that every psychic, whether it be Kerry Schubert or the other two that I was using, um, pooled information from the same source, same pool, same stream of right. information. They were not, uh, they were not, how do you say, the difference between most of the information was within months or days of being almost exactly correct. Now, one psychic works only with angels. She, she tells me, I just work with angels. Another psychic works with a, a guide, uh, an ethereal guide. And then Carrie has her style, which is she's a slipstreamer, and she will slipstream into the future. Well, anyway, make a long story short, we were, we were looking at time. I was trying to look at time as a constant stream of events not necessarily by the hours and the clock. Right. And if we could look at major events over the horizon, could psychics, the whole thing was, could psychics travel through time psychically, just like a time traveler could travel through time and see major events? And then there is a, something else called technical remote viewing, which a lot of people mm-hmm. get into to see events over the horizon. And the technical remote viewers and the psychics all have about the same handicap, where, where they can get really, really close to an event in time, but they can't nail it down exactly. But within 30 days or two weeks, I call that uh, a major victory for psychics uh, that have their ability. Now, Carrie can say, oh, I predicted something for you. And, yeah, she has predicted <laughs> so many things for me that happened within two weeks or less of her prediction. So she says to somebody, you'll get married in two years or whatever. Mm -hmm. She will probably be really, really close to to those predictions. Um, And uh, it's very, you know, it's very interesting. She actually, um, in a paranormal sense, I called Carrie Ann with another psychic who's part of my team at Paravision. And they're they're both very similar in the way that they see and interact with ghosts, with, uh, you know, spirits. Um, disembodied, you know, entity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so the Limp Mansion in St. Louis is a very haunted bed and breakfast. Uh, it, was, uh, it was owned by a very wealthy brewery family, and now it's been converted into a bed and breakfast, and they have a microbrewery there, and they, they make brandy there. It's, it's a very fascinating uh, historical journey. But what was really cool about this was uh, we have Carrie. She flies in from Scottsdale, Arizona. She has no idea what the Limp Mansion is. We did not front load her we gave her no information she we just said here is this bed and breakfast we want you to investigate she was with our psychic our team psychic and they both walked through the limp mansion talking to the entities <laughs> in an open conversation to where we could hear carrie and vicky you know and then they're sitting there talking to each other saying did you just you know did you just hear this guy say that now so here we have two psychics Talking to each other about another conversation going on in the in the room, and then and then because we were doing this for a Halloween radio special, mm-hmm. the microphones that we were using picked up EVPs mm-hmm. of the conversation that that the two psychics, so Carrie and Vicky, were talking to the entity, and you could actually hear the entities. We respond. <laughs> so here we have two psychics and a microphone being recorded for a Halloween special, and you're you, you, so you're saying, "Oh, these girls are just making it up," and no, 
No. No. The microphone actually picked up the EVPs, not only of the people that they were talking to, they picked up EVPs of children that have been heard and seen in the house before, and other voices that I can tell you were not there. Well, I tell you what, the EVP stuff, some of, some of which we had from the local TAPS guys uh, that we had on the show a couple of months back, was absolutely, uh, chills up the back of my neck. Some oh, absolutely. It's just yeah. blew me away. Some of the stuff, it's as clear as a bell ringing. It's that exactly. Yeah. Now I want to. I want to tell you a little secret uh, about EVPs. Uh, everyone says, well, EVP is electromagnetic voice phenomenon captured by a microphone uh, or a recorder and then transcribed into a digital uh, format or onto a tape or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, the way we look at this. Um, is it's not an EVP, an electronic voice phenomenon. It's more of an EMP, electromagnetic pulse uh-huh. of energy that's being broadcast. And the electromagnetic pulse is translated through the microphone or the device. And that's why you only get like three or four words. You don't get a whole conversation because the electromagnetic pulse is not designed, you see, yep, yep. To, to transmit a heavy a broadcast signal. So think of your broadcast antenna and radio. It's sending out a, an electromagnetic pulse with our, just has a receiver that has our voices transmitted through that mm-hmm. microwave transmission. You see what I'm saying? Right. Um, yep. so, so that's why uh, in EVPs you only get a few words at a time. You get maybe, you know, if you get a sentence, you're doing extremely well. If you get more than that, I would really sit down and say, wow, that's, a, that's an amazing situation. But uh, EVP, again, puts us into the realm of what? Intelligent talking. It's an intelligent speech coming from a conscious mind, and it is being translated or captured or received by a device. And so you could say, you know, cell phones have the capability of doing this, you know, Almost every device we have today is a digital format microwave uh, receiver of some kind. Um, and so it's, it's very interesting. Some of this could be transmitted to the air, but basically it's an electromagnetic signature with the word imprinted on it. Think of it more of like a microwave or broadcast wave. Excellent. Dr. Um, Lynch, now, now because you brought up the, the ghosties, so yeah. let's, uh, let's hit on the ghosties now. Do okay. you believe that... Um, you know, are the, we see so much stuff. I mean, Hollywood makes up so much stuff oh, about ghosts and, and, and demons and everything else. Uh, <laughs> and, and most of it is fun entertainment, and it's worth sure. it. It may be worth the, the ten buck ticket, and, and you go sure. for your roller coaster ride, and then walk away, and it's all really good. But these things are that we're talking about. I know because well, you know of talking people like yourself that have done extensive investigation, oh. that these things are really there. Now, the ghosts, are, are, they, are they like a spirit body? Do they, do they have some kind of physicality about them? Um, yes and, and no. It, it, you have, what you have is energy. Okay. And let's say this energy is electrodynamic. It's not electromagnetic. It's electrodynamic, meaning that it's... Um, is self-sustaining. The energy of consciousness uh, is self-sustaining. Now, uh, if that consciousness has memory, okay, memory, it will collect enough energy to re- to rebuild, to rebuild or reanimate what it 
looked like its mm-hmm. appearance mm-hmm. via by its memory of itself. Now, what we don't understand on the, well, we, we block it out. We block out 90% of the bodily functions in our body, but we remember every heartbeat of our heart, every breath we breathe, uh, every cut on our skin. Uh, our body is remembering it, and it, and it subconsciously implants that into our, our brain, our conscious, our subconscious mind. And so when we look in the mirror, we're not, we see something, but we also remember the inside of ourselves first. So we remember our gait of our walk, uh, the structure of our bones, our joints, um, you know, uh, the, our heartbeat. We remember the skeletal pattern of our body first, and then we produce the, you know, epidermis, the, the, the skin layer mm-hmm. of our body. Mm-hmm. So in our subconscious, we're inside out. And so it takes a lot, a lot of energy and memory to recall a what we actually look like before while we were living. All right, Dr. Lynch, hey, hold good. that thought for a second, sure. okay? And we're going to come back, and I want to talk more about that. And I also want to talk about, uh, I've heard that you are working on a project to measure the soul. And, so, yeah. yeah, we're going to talk about that right here in Sector 5 Radio tonight. I'm Vicki Shannon. Thanks for tuning in. AM 630 K-talk, K-talk.com. That's K-talk.com. And uh, Dr. Michael Lynch will be back with us in just a second. Hold on. Dex, I have a toothache, but it'll probably just go away on its own. <laughs> Are you sure? I can find you the perfect dentist in your neighborhood, rated by users like you. I don't like dentists, and I'm not sure where my phone book is. Well, that's not a problem. We can use my snazzy new DexNose.com website, more targeted than before with tons of local listings. Oh, sounds great. But I have a dial-up modem, and I have a nights and weekends plan, so we probably... Not to worry. Now Dex is also a mobile app, so you can use it anywhere, anytime. We can find you a dentist right away within a few blocks. That's, uh, great. But I think the battery on my mobile phone is low, so as much as I totally love to do this... I know three places nearby where you can get a spare battery. I really think you should look at that tooth. All right. But I hate reading old magazines and waiting rooms. But what do you say we find a bookstore first so I'll have something to read? And I could use a haircut. Uh-huh. The most complete local info in the book at DexKnows.com and on your mobile device. DexKnows. Do you love someone who suffers from addiction? We don't need to tell you about the pain associated with addiction. We can introduce you to the solution. Pathways. Pathways is a powerful, comprehensive addiction recovery program that provides the one you love the confidence, hope, and life tools necessary to defeat addictive behavior throughout their lifetime. Pathway success can be attributed to working with addiction in a real-world environment where personal change occurs in the home. Training, guidance, and support in one's natural setting is crucial in facilitating lasting change. Families express their deep appreciation for the success they've experienced with Pathways in-home treatment. Pathways provides the skills for re-entry to life's realities. With Pathways, all involved receive the support needed to stop the destructive behavior patterns. This promotes the lasting change you've hoped for. For a lifetime of freedom and meaning, contact Pathways today, 801-867-3550, 801-867-3550, or visit PathwaysUtah.com. Play Utah's best golf courses and save up to 60% off golf every time you play. That's right, save up to 60% off every time you tee it up on Utah's best golf courses. VIP Golf USA is Utah's best way to play and golf for less. 
even on weekends and holidays. Call VIP Golf USA at 888-784-7465. That's 888-784-7465. Or look them up on the web at VIPGolfUSA.com. Join VIP Golf USA and save every time you play. It's time now to return to Sector 5 with Chief Security Officer Dickie Shannon. A summertime and the living is easy. Well, we hope it's easy for you guys these days. Summertime. Thank you, Billy Stewart. Uh, a little summer music to go on a hot summer night in Salt Lake City here on AM 630 K-Talk and Sector 5 Radio underway with Dr. Michael Lynch, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Masters in Parapsychology and the Occult, and we uh, left off with kind of a teaser for you uh, a couple of minutes ago, and I brought up the subject of measuring the soul, and I understand you have been hard at work at Paravision on researching this? Well, not only have I been, but several other people at major universities, uh, Berkeley and Stanford, uh, have been looking at, okay, we have consciousness. We, we virtually have equipment, um, robotic, mm-hmm. you might say electromagnetic equipment, equipment that looks very similar to an EEG machine that can actually be plugged in uh, to the brain and read the thoughts or the primary thoughts of your, your frontal, your, your logical mind. Okay, so many scientists are sitting there saying, well, this is consciousness studies, and we, can act, we actually have devices that can read people's major thought patterns, uh, such as words or letters or impressions, can be deduced by these apparatuses. We, by actually, these. Get, we actually get clear, that clear of a signal? Oh yeah, that tells yeah. us that. Yeah, out of the white noise of the brain, they are they are they are systematically locating the signals to actually generate um, actual patterns from your thought processes. Wow. So if I'm sitting here talking to you and I'm very you know um, focused on the information, uh, and a computer, a type of computer was plugged into my brain he would actually be able to put words up on a screen, almost every word uh, that I would be thinking in my conscious mind. Wow. So it's, <laughs> so okay. it, it's a mind-reading device. Exactly. It is a mind-reading device. Okay. Now, um, uh, but this does not explain, it does not explain if you have a disease or a, a handicap or or you were damaged by um, uh, an accident or something like that, that the consciousness may be, may be um, uh, damaged. Your ability to do recall may be damaged or make certain synaptic connections. But this does not detour the body energy uh, in the rest of the body. You virtually have to uh, severely damage consciousness, the spinal cord, uh, you know, the base of the, the brain, in order to really shut down the body. And so scientists now are, sitting there, are now on the verge of saying, 
well, we've kind of knocked on the door. We've got our foot in the door of consciousness, and we're going to hammer this out in the next few years. But there is something else we're dealing with, which is a, a larger level of energy, such as an envelope that circulates through the entire body. And this is not consciousness, but this is definitely electrobiological energy, which we could equate to something like an envelope. And this envelope may be, you know, which, which scientists aren't going to tell you, but it may be something like a soul, a blanket of energy that, is, that keeps the biological functions of the body alive, even if the brain consciously can't control it. You see what I'm saying? I do. I do. So they're and, making and, di- distinctions now of this type of energy. Okay, and I think, I think uh, Producer Michael has a, a question for you. Well, this might be getting in a little bit in the weeds, but we're talking about we were talking about the spiritual body, and first of all, we have older religions who say that there's reincarnation versus yeah. the one way trip, right? So, or yeah. you go through right. the right. the you know the the idea of uh, Jonathan Living Siegel, which was mentioned for <laughs> a little bit, where you just get to keep getting better, but you never get to go back or whatever. Uh, in our area in Salt Lake. A lot of people believe in a one-way trip where we get new bodies and all this other stuff, and it, and uh, I've always wondered about that. If you really do have a soul, it's measurable. Yeah. Well, um, I can take you back uh, three hundred years. I can take you back two hundred years. I can take, take you back a hundred years. Well, I'm talking uh, about Buddhism for one. Oh, you well, I know, but no, I, can, I mean, in any ancient religion, they always talk about an afterlife. Even the Egyptians. Um, you know, Romans, Babylonians, they all talked about an afterlife. We're all guaranteed an afterlife. It's our decision on how we want to spend that afterlife. So okay. the, uh, so the, there's something that in psychics and metaphysics you talk about this astral body. Um, and this astral body is really the, the compilation of the, the soul and the consciousness combined. You know, all rolled into one. And it's called the astral body on an astral plane. But science hasn't been able to determine any of this existence until just a few few weeks ago when they're actually now looking at this. Okay, now, uh, reincarnation, absolutely. People come back uh, time and time again uh, to learn lessons, to have vacations. Um, uh, the earth plane, uh, our earth plane is virtually, I call it, uh, vacation. It's vacation. <laughs> we are here to learn and experience and every lifetime we will learn something that is pertinent to that lifetime. Well, and uh, we, it, it's, it's carried over. It's carried over into other lifetimes. Well, there are, there's a lot of beliefs that people believe that people like Hitler and other people are just reincarnated over and over again to play their last latest hits again and again. Well, and Patton believed it. Patton believed that he was a uh, general under Napoleon. Mm-hmm. He also believed he was in the Civil War. With every major war, Patton said, I will be back. I'll be reincarnated so I can come back and win this war. But then we have the one-way trip people who say, well, I was perfect. I, see I was original <laughs> sin when I was little. I was perfect little angel. And then I came down here, and then you parents messed it all up. Oh, and yeah. now, mm. now, now I'm stuck down here on Earth. No, and, let me, okay, yeah, let me just tell you this. Um, uh, mankind, uh, such as every other species on the planet, uh, has to reproduce, and reproduction is not a sin. It's the transfer of DNA uh, so that the species can survive. If someone wants to say that that is a sin, 
then uh, we would all never have existed because um, there would no be, there would not be a will to re you know to replenish uh, the inventory of the planet. But that's inherent in all DNA. So uh, I can't see that as a sin if it's genetically designed for that to happen. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. You know, sex is not sin. Um, there's more sins, you know, that are worse than that. You know what I'm saying? So not if you're a communist. So, uh, and so religion, uh, in many cases, has uh, skewed certain points uh, about metaphysics, about uh, about the spirituality, has skewed it to the point to where you are subservient to the religion and not subservient to God. And there's a big difference in that. And uh, whether you're Catholic or Mormon or Presbyterian or whatever, um, their, their ultimate, every religion's ultimate goal should be in respect to God. Now, why is that? Because God is everything. Everything is God. And um, that's what, that's the... That's what they don't want to tell everybody, because uh, you know it's, it's, it's written in it's written in several different texts. You know, every breath I breathe is God. You know, I don't exist unless God wants me to. You know, this planet doesn't exist because, uh, unless God wants it to. Well, don't you get uh, into you wouldn't you wouldn't be here if God didn't want you to be here. That's that's the thing, and so everything else is just a form of. You know, interpretation, deciphering, uh, things like that. Um, the uh, the whole idea of uh, Christianity uh, was was kind of interpreted from someone. You know, I always say, if Jesus was alive and I could talk to him, I would say, you know, you must have had a near death experience between the ages of thirteen and eighteen, because everything that you preached after thirty three or after thirty. Everything you've talked about was from someone who must have had a near-death experience. So if you talk to anyone who's had a near-death experience, they will tell you exactly what Jesus is telling you. There you go. Dr. Michael Lynch, hang on a second for us. We're going for a quick uh, break, and that's a great topic. And I I have a couple of other topics uh, I'd like to... uh Get to like um, your investigations of UFOs and how you feel yeah. about that. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. stick around. All right. Sector Rock 5 Radio. That. Okay. Hang on. We're with Dr. Michael Lynch, PhD tonight from Paravision. And I got to tell you guys, this is really uh, starting to get really super exciting on Sector 5 Radio and AM 630 K Talk. Thanks for listening. Hey, this is Natalie Computer Girl from PC Laptops. You heard it on the news. There's a malware and spyware epidemic. Most protection programs don't remove everything, so people are losing billions of dollars of data and cherished memories. Scumbags are stealing social security numbers and your personal information. Scary, huh? At PC Laptops, we've been exercising these demons for over 15 years. Did you know that we can recover data for most crashed hard drives? If your desktop or laptop PC is acting lame, or just dead, bring it into PC laptops right now. We can fix any brand of computer. In fact, we're so good at it, if we can't fix it, we'll buy it from you. So bring in your computer, no matter what brand it is, into any of our PC laptops nine locations right now. Or call us at one 596 save Or check us out at PCLaptops.com. Because at PC Laptops, we love you. 
Any contractor can sell a heating and cooling system. At Just Right Heating and Cooling, we install comfort systems. With a comfort system, every room is guaranteed to be the same comfortable temperature you desire. Throughout your home, a Just Right Heating and Cooling comfort system will assure you the maximum efficiency and capacity you deserve. You'll experience the highest air quality in your home without the drafts or stagnant air. Just Right Heating and Cooling is Air Balance certified by the National Balancing Institute. We're the perfectionists in the sale of the heating and cooling equipment and installation. There is no substitute. Before you regret the purchase of an inferior system, you'll want to compare the Just Right Heating and Cooling Comfort System. Quality and service guaranteed unmatched in the industry. Call today for a free no-obligation introduction to the Comfort System. 801-295-2066. Our knowledgeable, friendly representatives will gladly provide you with an estimate 801-295-2066 acion and associates is the law firm for all your business and contractual needs whether it be securities fraud real estate problems a breach of contract or just a bad handshake deal our goals provide you with the peace of mind and confidence you deserve don't compromise your legal rights or financial future get the facts call acion and associates for a free consultation 801-854-1200 801-854-1200 That's 801-854-1200. like a little grease music here. Uh, <laughs> thank you, John and Olivia. I am Dickie Shannon, and you're with Sector 5 Radio, Sector5Radio.com, and uh, K-Talk.com, AM630, K-Talk, and Salt Lake City, heard around the world. Thank you very much, Dr. Michael Lynch, for being here from Paravision. And, uh, you know, I, I, I threw the, the UFO thing at you, but, uh, you know, we'll get there and uh, you get there in just a second. Okay. Because uh, 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 I want to bring, you do so much psychic research, but earlier you were talking about remote viewing. Uh, did you actually, did you read the book, or did you go see the, the Men of Sarah Goats uh, movie? Or no, did you no you know, I have not uh, had time to, to rent that, uh, right. but I can tell you that 96% of that is absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, uh, it's ab- absolutely true. Uh, there, uh, not only did, did I happen to know a few people who uh, were kind of in that program. I happen to know a, a congressman, a couple of congressmen <laughs> who actually funded that program. Really? And um, there was a, a Jesse Ventura had a television show, and uh, it was a conspiracy theory uh, show. Ah, okay. And he actually interviewed the colonel or the general who developed that entire program. Now, um, okay, did we? Did this actually happen? Yes, ninety-six percent of that movie, in any comical sense, did happen. <laughs> but let me tell you right. why that happened. Okay. Why that happened? Because there was a black and white uh, film that was released by Russia that had a lady by the name of Nina Caligula. I think Nina Caligula or Caligulan. Caligulan. I'm sorry, but if you go under YouTube and look up telekinesis, yeah. type in the word telekinesis, it comes up, and it was a, an old 19, uh, 1950s film, black and white, of a housewife who could move objects with her mind. 
when this came over to America, when it was smuggled out of Russia and came to America, uh, the Americans said, oh, my God, here's a Russian housewife moving stuff, you know, matches and, and salt shakers with her brain. What else do they have? Because if a housewife can do this and we've got nothing, then, you know, we've got to have something. And I think, I really feel that that, that film mm-hmm. of her moving those objects started, I mean, as my personal opinion, started the Cold War. Now, everybody says, no, the Cold War was started over, uh, you know, who had the most nuclear weapons mm-hmm. or the biggest aircraft or whatever, blah, blah, blah. It didn't. It started with psychic research. And there was a whole group of Project Stargate uh, was started, not only with your technical remote viewing, but there was a whole group before Project Stargate, which is in that film, Minister Goats. And these guys were saying, what we've got to do is set up uh, questionnaires, psychological tests, and have all the people who join the military fill these tests out. And if they have a high aptitude for psychic ability, we need to weed them out and put them in programs of psychological uh, research. Now, there was another movie that just came out called Push, mm-hmm. and yeah. um, that is more uh, interesting because the programs that were started back during the Cold War have not gone away. They've just really gotten more serious with the way that things are done. Um, the government has spent more than $20 million, probably close to you know, $100 million in getting uh, psychics or, or people with psychic ability uh, 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 pulled through agencies of the military and put into an installation out in Colorado uh, to, to do psychic research on any individual uh, necessary that may pose a threat to national security. Um, so um, Major Ed Dames and uh, Joe McMonagle and all these guys, they were the first or second generation. They were the second generation from the first generation, but the third and fourth generation actually got to the point where they could actually um, use uh, psychics and technical remote viewing combined and be able to be far more precise in visualization and audio concentration than, than what they were. Now, the other thing is about... Um, Ingo Swan, they says, well, Ingo Swan created it. Well, Ingo Swan may have created it, but the whole idea was that they were forced into it because the Russians already had a school developed for metaphysical sciences, uh, for telekinesis, psychic ability, you know, to make someone's heart stop or to change blood pressure levels in someone so they'll become disoriented or confused. As long as they were in visual contact uh, of the subject, this could all happen. And so if you really, you know, get down to the bare bones of the Cold War, I think the, the, the psychological, the, uh, the paranormal is really what tips the hand of our U.S. military to say, you know, if they could kill us in our sleep, you know, why, why do we need uh, jets? You know, why do we need the mm-hmm. Navy mm-hmm. when these psychics can come uh, within, you know, viewing distance of our president and have him have have a heart attack. Sure, the psychic soldier. Uh, psychic soldier. Yeah, right. and and you know the question that leads you know and this is funny and I'm I'm gonna throw this just toss it back at you uh, because last hour you called Kerry and asked about Bin yeah. Laden. Yeah. So I, I I say to myself, well, <laughs> the government is working on this stuff. Are our psychics not good enough? Um, they some are some are excellent. <laughs> I th- I think they're 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 bad. 
house, they're bad cleaners. Well. Our psychics are bad cleaners because <laughs> they don't clean up after themselves. Ah. So <laughs> if you're a military psychic and you go remote view an individual or a place or whatever, um, while they're in that stage, they don't cloak themselves. So another technical remote viewer or psychic can actually see them working wherever, you know, they don't cloak themselves in this psychic game. So uh, it's possible for a very well-advanced uh, trained psychic to follow them back. So if you know you're being spied, mm. you can go back and spy on the spire. And that is what we have, we have found out. Um, so the military has capability, but they're not you know, really efficient with it. They're not as clean as mm. you would like. They haven't perfected that. They haven't okay. perfected it yet. Yeah, okay. But well, here is here's where psychic you know psychics can can uh, fail once in a while, um, you know. As much as I love Carrie and she knows that you know, uh, my information. <laughs> she is, does. She knows that. Yeah, uh, my information. My information, not her information, but my information is that Osama bin Laden died in 2005 due to renal failure and mm. was buried uh, in Saudi Arabia. So, um, you know, okay. his son is alive. I know that, and his name is Osama bin Laden. But I. I even talked to the FBI not too long ago and, and told them they should take that, you know, wanted poster down because, um, you know, he's been dead since 2005 because of, you know. And I said, and they All said, right. well, who, who would we ask to verify it? I said, his brother, Fouad, he goes over to the Carlisle Hotel, you know, over in, you know, uh, in, not Virginia, but right across from uh, the Potomac there, mm -hmm. the Carlisle Hotel. And I said, the FBI can put a APB on him. And call him up and say, "Okay, you don't have to tell us what someone said. Just give us the, give us his grave site, and we'll go and check it out." And uh, and that that'd be the end of it. But um, that but is the, the FBI has cut out most of their, you know, they've have they've been so underfunded lately. It's it's very, huh. it's very uh, right. sad because Homeland Security has taken a lot of that funding away. So, so I even told them, you know, you should open the X Files. Uh, you should have an like X Files that. branch because there are so many abductions. You know, alien. Abductions that have been going on for years that um, that and they, they they just laugh like we don't even want to hear that we're so busy with with bank robbers and gangsters <laughs> and drug it, dealers we don't even want to deal with that exactly. I, I, I said okay I exactly understand. exactly and you know and I and I wonder you know about you know about the the secret ops and the black ops and the men in black and all that stuff and we oh, got yeah. to, well, you you brought it around very nicely by the way Doctor Lynch <laughs> Thank you, you brought it around very nicely to the UFO question and and just to get a, some feedback because ladies and gentlemen I I I, I can't repeat this enough Doctor Lynch has a Ph.D. in parapsychology and the occult, and if there's anybody, I mean, he's traveled all over the planet studying these things and all these aspects of strange phenomena, etc. If anybody has a really good handle on this stuff, i gotta, I got to figure it's Dr. Michael Lynch, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. So, uh, I mean, what's your readback? I mean, there's been a lot of current kickback, current scientists. Uh, the Eerie Silence is the latest book about SETI, and, and we've had, you know, astrobiologists on and stuff. And you know what? Most people, uh, like uh, uh, John Armstrong from Weaver State here in the Salt Lake area uh, as an astrobiologist, and he's he, he he loves the idea of the Star Star Trek universe, and there's planets out there. I mean, I mean, I think most of us kind of do. We love the idea of having that alien life out there, with the hope of of somehow you know finding out different things and new things and experiencing new things. And we're going to a break, so I need to okay. shut up. 
I just Billions and billions of galaxies away. <laughs> That's yeah. exactly right. We'll come yeah. back and talk more about yeah. that. And, and a I'll, few I'll, other things. I'll, I'll tell you something so frightening, it'll, it'll change your religion. Whoa, okay. okay. I can't wait to hear this. Dr. All Michael right. Lynch, ladies and gentlemen, here on Sector 5 Radio on AM 630 K-talk, uh, KTalk.com. Heard around the world. Don't forget about Sector5Radio.com. We'd love to uh, have you join us. Buckwild Mechanical Bulls here, and we want to give your party some kick. We want to challenge your guests to ride a full-size, genuine mechanical bull. We buck them and chuck them at any age and any experience level. Riding a mechanical bull is an opportunity no one can pass up. We control the bull so we can take you slow and easy or rock the spurs right off your boots. Our 16 by 16 foot landing pad and experienced operators make the ride as safe as possible. Complete with a PA system to announce riders and entertain crowds. We have the darndest hooting and hollering set up in town. At Buckwild Mechanical Bulls we entertain everything from company parties to good old church gatherings. We guarantee to have the lowest rates and most energetic crew in the state. We know any reason's a good reason to have a mechanical bull. So call us today at 359-0440 and we'll make a believer out of you. Remember, that number is 359-0440. Buckwild Mechanical Bulls. Give your party some kick. 359-0440. We have to be strong to deal with the possibilities of a financial crisis. My plan to invest our state reserves in gold can make us billions of dollars and solve our state's financial woes. The world has changed. We must decrease the size of our government and eliminate liberal programs. I'm Richard Martin, and as your governor, you will see significant changes. Republican delegates, I seek your vote. Paid for by the Richard Martin for Governor campaign. So why am I here? I'm here to tell you that you've just got to listen. And now we rejoin Sector 5. Well, I'm going to uh, take a break from our summer returns to the program on Sector 5 Radio here tonight uh, at AM 630 Talk in Salt Lake City. Thank you all for listening no matter where you are in the world tonight. And Dr. Michael Lynch... Probably pull out a little tubular bells and play that in the background as we get back to something that you said is going to scare us. Okay, something amazing, something wild. Something wild. Yeah. Let, let me let me tell you something wild. And now no one's going to believe this. I don't expect you to. Uh, but I did send your one of your producers there uh, an email with some photographs in it. Okay. Now you can put those on your website or right. whatever. Those are from the Soho satellite of NASA's. Uh, so satellite that observes our sun in our solar system. This is not a, you know, this is our sun. is monitored every day by two satellites. Um, well, by a series of satellites, but two primary satellites that look at the sun in the UV range. And so these uh, photos look green. They don't look like our normal sun, but they look green. Okay. Okay. Now let me let me back up. I, I'll get to those <laughs> photos in just a second. Okay. Further than now, agree with me on one point. All right. You you have to agree with me on one point. Okay. Men like the gazelle and the cow and the buffalo, the mankind is a surface dweller. We live on the surface of our planet. Mm-hmm. Can you can you can we both agree on that? Absolutely. We would you know we probably could live underground. We prefer to live above ground though. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Now let me just go back. Let's go back in time. Back 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 beyond 
60,000 years ago, beyond man's really relative memory of, of uh, time, um, uh, of recorded history. I mean, we have some history that goes back 60,000 years. Let's even go back a little bit further than that. And just imagine um, a fleet, a fleet of, of, of spaceships, kind of like, like on Star Trek. Think of Star Trek. A fleet of spaceships, and each spaceship was the size of our Earth. Okay? And that's that's these, huge. <laughs> these spaceships came to our solar system uh, further back than 60,000 years ago, let's say 100,000 years ago. And they, they came to colonize our solar system. And they were here to mine it, they were here to colonize it, they were here to refine it, to take whatever they could. And they actually came to the Earth, and they saw this primitive but yet promising species, uh, Homo sapiens, uh, kind of raised their weary head, and they said, you know, we will put bases here, but we'll let these Homo sapiens just go ahead and develop on the best way they can. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We'll stay out of their way. Okay. We're not going to interfere or bother them. Because we think they're a promising species. Um, and so they backed off, and they had a few bases here on Earth, but they made bases on, on the rest of the planets in our solar system. Now, what they have found out is this species found out that our sun was burning its fuel, its core fuel, uh, way too fast. It was burning it at a, at a higher accelerated speed. And so every solar scientist will tell you that our sun has probably, uh, you know, 10 billion years of fuel left. Well, if it had not been for these extraterrestrials from another star system, our sun would have already burnt out its primary fuel and would probably have been a, you know, uh, brown, I mean, not a brown, red, it would have been a uh, neutron star or oh, something like right, that, okay. you know what I'm saying. All right. So the whole idea is that these aliens said, well, I'll tell you what, the sun, if you think of a big clock, the sun is the central mechanism of the entire solar system. If the sun goes down, it throws out because of gravity. It will throw, spin all the other planets out into the solar system or collapse them in. You know, we can't have that. We can't, you know, we have so much invested. We've come such a long way, and we have so much invested. We need to, uh, if we could control the burning of the sun, we can control the, the stability of the entire solar system. So they set out with their technology, because they had the technology, to actually reduce the burning of the sun's inner core. Okay, And they said, as long as we do this, our, this solar system will be incredibly safe. And so they set out to do that. And they have been doing it more or less successfully over the past 60 or 100,000 years. Okay, So someone says, where are the UFOs? They are correcting the burning ratio of our sun's core, and they have been doing that job for a very long time. And then they say, where are the space aliens? Well, the space aliens are and have been in our solar system for a very long time. And you don't have to go very far. Neil Armstrong, Buzz Aldrin, uh, most of our Apollo astronauts, uh, uh, Edgar Mitchell, who set up the Noetic Consciousness Studies Institute out in California, Many of these guys come back and say, wait a second, we're not the smartest guy in the block here. 
there is something in the moon, on the moon, around the moon, either mining it, uh, monitoring it, and they're monitoring us as well. You see what I'm saying? So they've been, yeah. In other words, for tens of thousands of years, they've they've just been hanging out with us. They've just been here all the time, and anyone can go to the the SOHO satellite. I think I emailed you the uh, web page and look at the satellites that look ahead of the Earth and behind the Earth, and look at the high resolution uh, satellite uh, photos, and there you will see these Earth-sized objects compared to our Sun sitting there with electromagnetic fields. Uh, just in the coronosphere, well within the magnetosphere of the sun. Now, uh, the, uh, a, star, a captain from the Air Force contacted me because he had seen a, a segment on the History Channel of that um, Stephen Hawking had said something about, you know, where are the UFOs, or we should avoid contact mm-hmm. with extraterrestrials because we're such a weak uh, species. Right, right, right. Well, I'm sitting there going, you know, everyone says, well, where are the UFOs, where are the UFOs? NASA has them on their website every day uh, on their SOHO satellite. They are monitoring and correcting the burn ratio of our sun, and they are vested almost on every planet in our solar system. And so you're sitting there saying, um, they didn't come and go. They have always been here longer or as long as man has been here themselves. So uh, the so the answer to this, I, I got, uh, we're down to about the last eight minutes. I want to get okay. to a couple other things for you that you're busy doing, um, <laughs> yeah, which is like, I don't know, it would probably take seven or eight hours on the radio <laughs> to probably cover all that. Uh, okay. uh, yeah, so basically the reason it's not about them coming and going and traveling between, you know, 8,000 light years away from home right. or whatever. It's right. that they, they found us a long, long time ago right. and, and really are just staying here, doing whatever business they're taking care of, staying out of our way, letting us, you know, kind of go. and Kind of be. Yeah. yeah and, and so if you look at everything man has done, just basically been a destructive uh, surface-dwelling inhabitant on the planet Earth. Mm-hmm. And that is as far as we've got. Yeah. Um, we have not gotten much further. Since mm-hmm. Prometheus came down from mm-hmm. Mount Olympus with fire, uh, that's as far as we've gotten. Yeah. And a lot of people will debate that with me, but I'll tell you what, it would not have taken much for us to have been you know, eliminated uh, by a coronal mass ejection from our own sun mm-hmm. you know, thousands of years ago. And... Uh, and, and so we're virtually almost beholding to an extraterrestrial race that we don't even understand. We don't even have the potential of understanding their technology, uh, let alone their psychology on why they're even trying to assist or yeah. help us. Yeah. Now, there's other people who have you know, been in contact with different species, uh, with, with greys and, and reptilians and things like that. Right. And uh, there are other species out there that look remarkably like us, uh, Andromedans, Pleiadians, uh, Syrians, they look remarkably like us, almost, uh, you know, to a certain degree, almost identical. And someone said, if they're so identical, then that's a threat to the human race. And I said, if they wanted to be a threat to us, we would have nothing to stop. Yeah, well, it would have been we have nothing to stop. So. Yeah, I, I kind of feel the same way about it myself. All right, let's talk about, I, I understand you're doing something, some work for the Sci-Fi Channel. Yes. You want to tell um, us about it? Uh, I will be on, now, the uh, producers of the show were on Coast to Coast AM with George Norrie just a few weeks mm-hmm. ago. Mm-hmm. They were, were the Booth Brothers. 
the Booth Brothers are based out in Hollywood. They've done several uh, films and uh, documentaries for sci-fi. Um, they came out to St. Louis because they were reopening the case on The Exorcist. The Exorcist house, The Exorcist, the, the boy, was he really possessed? And uh, they wanted to reopen that case with the, what was left of the living members of the archdiocese and the, and the, uh, and the Jesuit priests that were still alive that remember most of the case. Now, mm-hmm. they weren't actually able to access um, the actual members because they had already died out. The Father Halloran had died just a few years ago, and other, Father Bowden, who did, performed the uh, ceremony, he died uh, probably 10 or 15 years ago. So the original members, the seven uh, Jesuit priests, have virtually have died out, but they had you know people they reported to, and... Um, so they reopened the case and got as much information out of it out of that case as possible. And so, because I had been to that house, that there is a house here in St. Louis, which the boy traveled to. His it was his uncle's house, and um, he was put in the upstairs bedroom. And this is where Father Bowden and Father Halloran came the first three or four times to perform the rites of exorcism on the boy. And uh, when none of that was successful, they decided to then uh, petition that he be moved to the Jesuit um, dormitory, you might say, where the guests stay, and uh, perform rites of exorcism there. When that didn't take, they wanted to move him someplace else. So anyway, this house still exists. His Uh uncle's house still exists. And we were able to do a Halloween show there. Um, and so when these guys from Hollywood came out, they reopened the case, and they said, can we get back in the house? I said, sure. You know, the owner, for the first time, is letting this house open for people to come in and investigate. And so for sci-fi, for this coming October, it's going to be called um, The Secret Diary of an Exorcist, and uh, the last 50, the last 20 minutes will be shot inside that house uh, and we were the backup team for the other paranormal team that they had requested. They called us to back them up, but what we caught was something very phenomenal. Uh, there were several ghosts in the house. Uh, there was a major vortex, and um, it, it turned out to be a wild, wild time. Uh, just behind the scenes, uh, they, they brought this thing called a puck. It's called a puck. It's uh, digitaldowsingllc.com creates this thing that you plug into your computer and you can actually virtually talk to ghosts in real time. You type in a mm-hmm. message on a, on a laptop <laughs> and, it, and then they, they respond back to you. They create another device that actually does it uh, through audio. It has a vocabulary of audio words. Well, they're out, when they told me that they were in California testing all this stuff, they would get like maybe a couple of words or two or three words. Well, since they didn't take our advice, they set up all their equipment inside this um, this vortex of energy that's emanating from the ground all the way through the house. And this thing started j- just jabbering away. They had paragraphs of information. Um, they didn't know how to handle it. There was so much information coming through this device. They couldn't hardly deal with it. And um, so uh, there was this one guy who wanted to really test the entities that were there because the house was still haunted. And uh, so one guy gets attacked, and I just, I just go through the roof on that because I, I never provoke the entities at all. Um, oh. We videotape them in their natural environment. We don't have to right. provoke. If they're there, they're there. If they're not there, they're not there. 
Right. So, the, so anyway, um, so after this one guy gets attacked, I say, okay, let's just clear the room. Let's back off because there's something in here that uh, you know doesn't want us here, and is using every advantage it can against us by giving us either false or erroneous information. And so I turn. I have a psychic on my team, and I turn to her and I say, Vicky, I say, um, you know. What is going on here? Are we getting the accurate information or what? And she's talking to her guide, and if the information was somewhat correct. And I said, I just turned to her and said, let's shut this place down. Let's get all, this people, all these people sent to the light, and let's get out of here safely. Dr. Lynch, we're going to the top of the hour. Can you hang on through the news break and come back sure. and finish this off? I, I'm I, right here. I really appreciate that. You're listening to Sector 5 Radio tonight. I'm Vicki Shannon. we got a news break. Be right back. The Voice of Utah.